Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 19, 1921, Part 2, pages 290 through 292. February 19, 1921, Part 2. At this point, the general, and especially the archbishop, began to attack the Lithuanian and Belarusian clergy. I replied that they were not the only ones to blame. The Polish priests were also not without fault in this regard. I addressed the general. You, sir, have been in church on various solemn occasions and have heard the sermons preached by the Polish priests. Were they free of political issues? The general was silent. I had in mind the most recent sermon of His Excellency Bishop Bandurski during the national commemoration of the January Uprising. In his sermon, he did not mention God at all. He began with Poland, spoke about Poland, and ended with Poland. He quoted only Polish poets. This was a speech fit for a political rally. I have heard a number of such sermons, especially during various national celebrations. Father Czerniawski, Yashinski, Senkevich, Kulesha, several army chaplains, and some other priests have spoken in this vein. I then reminded the general all the priests, Poles, Lithuanians, and Belarusians, should be equally restricted from interfering in politics. Since I cannot enforce this, and the Polish government would not agree to it, I must then allow all of them equal freedom of action. It would be unjust otherwise. I cannot have the church identified with one party or a particular point of view. Then Archbishop Hrynjevski and General Mokretsky began to attack Father Petrovsky, a Belarusian and pastor of Boruni, because he supported a rural organization called Oprogene, Rebirth, that is hostile to the nobility. They accused him of participating in a recent meeting of this organization, of encouraging the Belarusians to establish their own schools, and of founding a teacher's college in Boruni. Why is all of this necessary? Petrovsky is opposing the Polish state. His work is even detrimental to the church. The people are dissatisfied with him and complain. In a polite way, the general indicated and actually ordered me to remove Father Petrovsky from the parish and transfer him to Kobrinia or some other place where he would be unable to continue the work he is doing. After I had heard all this, I replied, General, your predecessor, the former president of the Provincial Governing Committee, Mr. Vitold Abramovich, came to see me and expressed the wish that Father Olshinsky not remain in Vilnius since he was spreading unsuitable political views among the workers. On that occasion, I told Mr. Abramovich kindly submit the accusations against Father Olshinsky in writing, and I will turn them over to the Ecclesiastical Tribunal for investigation. If it appears that Father Olshinsky has transgressed canon law, I shall punish him. I repeat the same thing now. 
I have never punished and will not punish a single priest because of his political or national convictions as long as they do not conflict with the teaching of Christ. I adhere to this principle, whether one is a federalist or an annexationist, a supporter of independent Lithuania or an advocate of union with Poland, such views are not in opposition to eternal salvation. In these matters, I leave everyone freedom of choice. Up to now, it has not appeared to me that Father Petrovsky was an enemy of the Polish people. After all, with the Workers' League of St. Casimir, which he directed, he helped the Polish legionnaires take Vilnius the first time they came. He was then praised by the Polish government for this and lauded in the newspapers. Father Petrovsky has been going to Warsaw to consult with the Polish Christian Democrats whom he supports. They say that he has also founded several Polish schools in Baruni. In this part of the entry, Blessed George continues to write about his conversation with the general and the archbishop. They attack two groups of clergy for political bias, while Blessed George points out that they are not the only ones who are at fault. For example, a bishop who was in Vilnius as chief chaplain of the Polish army had recently preached a sermon in which God was never mentioned. Blessed George stated that it was not a sermon, in fact, but a speech for a political rally. And he told them that he had to give the priests freedom. If he tried to suppress one group and let the others speak freely, the church would be identified with one political party or point of view. The general and the archbishop then attacked a Belarusian pastor for supporting an organization set up to draw the rural folk, the peasant farmers, um, to popularize Pilsudski's political program among them. It leaned socialist uh, and promoted practically class warfare against the nobles. Uh, it was the peasants wanted to own their own land that they farmed on. The general, as much as ordered Blessed George to remove the pastor, but Blessed George said that he would not punish a priest for his political views if they didn't interfere with the teachings of Christ. And Blessed George tried to give them a fuller perspective on the activities of that priest. He asked that any accusations against the priest be submitted in writing and he would have the ecclesiastical tribunal investigate. Blessed George had learned how to not be intimidated or manipulated. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.